Today I'm here with Calvin Fisher. And Calvin, you've written a fantastic novel called Northfield, and it's really an impressive, impressive work. How would you describe it to someone who is just encountering it for the first time? Yeah, absolutely. So Northfield is a story set in this world of um, swarming toxic gas. It's a really cold, harsh place. People are, you know, pretty self-insular and focused just on survival above everything else. Um, in this world, Mark Northfield, the main character, sort of stands as an exception. Uh, he's a man who's really preoccupied with living up to the promises he made to his uh, past wife. Um, but this all goes by the wayside when an adversary blackmails him, and he either has to forego his promises and kill a man, or he has to be executed himself. Little does he know, however, his target holds the key to saving the world. And one of the things that is most impressive about this is the world of which you built. And uh, one of the things is, you know, you described as a sweeping cloud of neon death covers the surface. Um, <laughs> where did that world come from? Did you start from the sort of extrapolating from, uh, from actual science moments, or did you actually uh, just hit you one day in the shower? <laughs> You know, it's really interesting. The story, the first seed of it, I guess, actually started as a thriller-type novel instead of science fiction. So, you know, more on the lines of your Tom Clancy or Vince Flynn-type book. Um, but just, you know, through the process of working on the story, I kind of had one of those lightning bolt moments of what if this was a post-apocalyptic story? And sort of it, it just opened the floodgates. I just started thinking of the world and the, and just how everything like that would work. So I'd say it was one of the stories that certainly um, first started with the characters and just sort of the plot, and from there the world grew and developed. Yeah, it does it in so many really fascinating ways. Uh, so let me see, so how, if I were to be training to read this book, what would you recommend I start reading before I tackled it? Oh, that's a that's an interesting question. I would say first, um, one I think I mentioned Cormac McCarthy's The Road. I think it, that does a great job of creating this atmosphere um, that you really feel in the post-apocalyptic world that Cormac McCarthy's describing, and he builds such a great, intense relationship between the characters. I'd say that's wonderful. Um, another pretty good classic is. Um, Stephen King's The Stand. That's a little bit longer of one, so uh, <laughs> readers might need to brace, but that's another great post-apocalyptic story that really goes through sort of the downfall of the world and the sort of society that builds up from it. So I'd say if you're sort of looking to get into, you know, post-apocalyptic sci-fi fiction, those two are pretty great starts. Yeah, those are those are two of my favorites, and The Stand is a it's a jog. It's one you... Yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, that one's an endurance run more than anything else. But I, I think it's worth it, which I, I think is a pretty good compliment for a, a book of that size, you know, that it's worth reading. Oh, yeah. Um, and now, one of the great things is uh, one of the main characters in the book is dead the whole way through. <laughs> and... And not in the sixth sense sort of way. <laughs> and is is that 
I mean, it's, you did an amazing job bringing her forward as a figure in a story. I mean, how did you sort of uh, find yourself working with that? Like, did you ever find yourself really saying, maybe she's not dead, maybe she's just sick? <laughs> right. I, you know, it's interesting. It, it, it That was another one where the, just through the process of writing, what I initially started with is there were going to be a, a whole bunch of flashbacks where you would see scenes with them together. And through that sense, she would be alive and you'd get more of a really direct connection with her. But just through the process of writing, I, I realized sort of the, I think the approach that I ended up going with where she is more of a figure that you only see through Mark Northfield's perspective. Um, I think I ended up working with the story, but I guess to your question of whether or not I planned on having her be alive, um, you know, I, I thought it might be kind of a cool twist, but in the end I just thought it sort of uh, went a little better with the story's flow and just sort of the themes if she was, um, you know, a character sort of stuck in the past uh, in, in bed. Yeah, and it does make the ending even more gut-wrenching. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. <laughs> but I think one of the great sort of senses I got from reading it was that this is a story of of harshness, of heaviness. And all the way through, I thought that the prose was really working to uh, keep the reader reading without overwhelming them with this, oh, my God, everything is terrible sort of sense. And... Did you ever find yourself in the writing going, I got to find a way to make this a little bit lighter? <laughs> For sure. I think that's one of the really tough lines to tread with post-apocalyptic fiction is sort of imposing the harshness of the world, but you don't want the reader to come away with an overly negative opinion or, you know, feeling like the book is only getting them down. Um, and I, I did think there were certainly a few points where I did, you know, add some levity to the story just to, I guess, balance out the mood. And, um, yeah, I think, you know, that's one of those things when, when editing, you sort of definitely take a look at it and make sure that the, the emotions don't get too overwhelming at points. Yeah. And what was your timeline for writing the book? So I started writing it back in um, the first sort of ideas were in 2016. Um, and the story really came together. And I started writing it as Northfield, sort of starting an entirely fresh new draft in 2017. Finished that draft around the end of that year and have just been editing and working on it up until its uh, release in uh November of 2020. So certainly a bit of a long process, but I, it was a fun journey to be on. Yeah, it looks like this would be one of those novels I could see, you know, once you've written it, you have to rewrite it, because you have to rewrite every novel. <laughs> <laughs> but then finding, finding more richness in the world that you could deal with. Did you find yourself doing a lot of that sort of exploring the world more as you went through, or was it more exploring uh, the characters? For me, a lot of going back was adding a lot of details of the world um, and 
a lot of that, for the first draft, I was sort of exploring what this world would look like. I sort of, I had a pretty good idea of Mark Northfield and his sort of trajectory and his personality from the get-go. So that didn't need too much adjusting or revision, but I certainly went back and put a lot of time and energy into sort of making this world feel alive and complete um, in existing outside of just the present main plot, if that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. And uh, I thought that one of the areas where you've got it really right is the description of how people are living in this world. And <laughs> there are a couple of great little moments that are like, oh, yeah, you would have to fix that really often. <laughs> uh, that, you know, that's one of the most fun things about writing science fiction is, you know, having to figure out how all these little small details work because, you know, you sort of get this big idea of, you know, the hook of, okay, it's going to be a world of toxic gas, but what does that look like in the day-to-day? It's it's always fun to sort of try to figure those things out. Oh, yeah. Now, where would you say in your all of your writing, because is this your first book, actually? This is the first published book, yeah. Okay. Uh, so in the, the future of your writing, are you going to go more into this realm or are you going to try to go lighter or are you going to uh, make the Northfield series, which would be a fascinating take? <laughs> For sure. I am currently working on a sequel to Northfield. So I have a a plan for two to three to potentially four books for it. So I do intend to make it a series of um, a trilogy or sort of tetralogy type deal. Um, I guess after that, as far as sort of my over, you know, overall career plan to go with it, I think um, certainly going in sort of different avenues. I don't think I'll always be doing, you know, post-apocalyptic sort of dark type fiction. I've got, a couple ideas for sort of more light, fun stories as well. So, uh, you know, just sort of excited to see what the future brings. Oh, excellent. Yeah. And the question I ask every writer, uh, what are you reading nowadays? Oh, that's a good question. Currently, I am in a book. Um, I'm not sure if you've heard of it. It's called A Memory Called Empire uh, by Arcady Martin. It's yeah. pretty it's pretty interesting. I'm I'm not super far into it, but that's what I'm reading currently. I just finished reading the first book of uh, Levithian Wakes, uh, the Expanse series, which I think was turned into an Amazon show potentially, oh. but that one's been pretty good too. Yeah, it's it's one of those amazing. It's a bug squisher of a novel, um, and the whole series is honestly, but it is. It powers you through. It's a, it's a, like the stand. It's a, it's an investment, but it really, I really like it. And those, the guys who wrote it are just great too. <laughs> yeah, it's that's another one where I just sort of admire the world they made. You know, it's sort of this really unique take of you don't see much sci-fi where it's all contained in the solar system, but still a lot more advanced than our current society. Um, I just thought the entire thing was fascinating, just the characters and the plot and really good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, great stuff. Well, hey, well, you know, that's all I've got for you today. Uh, 
I will likely send you an email uh, in the near uh, just for any questions I have for filling out the rest of it. It'll probably be about a week before I get it up, but it'll be it'll be up there and out there really quick. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for this opportunity to talk to you and be on the show. I've, I've really had a good time speaking to you. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, anytime you got a book, I'll be happy to do another interview. <laughs> thanks so much. I, will, I won't hesitate to reach out. That's for sure. Oh, fantastic. Well, great. Good talking with you. Thanks. Have a nice rest of your new, uh, afternoon and a great weekend. You too. An hour in the future. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.